You are listening to The Yoni Codes, where every week we explore the secret mysteries of the divine feminine through the reclamation of motherhood, entrepreneurship, and relationship. Through the gates of your yoni and held within your womb are secret codes that when activated, spark magic, healing, and rebirth. The Yoni Codes are the wisdom keys to harnessing your power, healing your lineage, and expressing your magic in the world. We believe that if every woman unlocks the Yoni Codes within themselves, the ripple effect will be the healing of our collective. I'm Melissa April. I'm Catherine Blanco. Let us dive into the mysteries together. Welcome back to the Yoni Codes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Today we are continuing our Red Tent series and speaking to ritual and our cycles and how Melissa and I have woven ritual into our menstrual lives (laughs) and also an opportunity for, for us to share some ways that perhaps you can weave ritual into your life and maybe why it's important. I think that's a great starting point, actually, is to kind of dive mm-hmm. into why we might create ritual around this time of our of our cycles. Because as I was thinking about this conversation, I was like, "Ooh, I can't wait to share like some of the rituals." Because I I really love the rituals that I have, and um, but then I was like, "But why? Like, why would I share? Like, what's imp- why is this important?" And so I had mm-hmm. to ask myself why would have I created a ritual to begin with? Why was this important to me? And why might this be important for other women who might be thinking of creating a ritual or hasn't even crossed their mind? But it is really so important, this concept of rituals and um, kind of celebrating and honoring this time of the month. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'll just dive right in, if you don't mind, with... uh, kind of how this all started for me. Yeah, I'd love to hear where where this started for you. Yeah, and I, I think what's important about sharing this too is that I know this is very common for women. Mm-hmm. So my cycle, my awareness around my cycle really came online when I started my conception journey, when I started trying to conceive I knew we were starting wanting to start a family and it's a time I think in general for women and I think the longer you are trying to conceive the longer you have to get to know your cycle in a way and so in hindsight I can say that this was actually a gift that it took me so long to conceive it took me it took us a few years a couple of losses a lot of turmoil and heartache but at the end of it I can say like I'm so dialed into my body now and the relationship I have with my body is nothing like it used to be and thank god for that so you probably listeners some of you can probably relate to where I'm coming from but you know when I we started trying to conceive I just knew I was pretty regular I had my period every 28 29 days it was pretty heavy. It lasted for seven days. 
that's what I knew about my cycle. I also knew that I got super heavy cramping. It was a pain in the ass, <laughs> to be honest. I dreaded it because I knew it was going to be accompanied with pain. I knew it was going to be accompanied with, you know, having to kind of push myself to go to work or to do the things and to kind of keep up with my life, even though I was in the middle of like a really heavy emotional and physical cycle. That's about what I knew. I also knew that once we started to conceive or trying to conceive, that every month that I didn't get my period, it meant, or every month that I did get my period, it meant that I wasn't pregnant. And so it mm. became this thing where I started to hate my period even more, but also try to understand what was happening in my body that I wasn't getting pregnant. And so you know this might sound familiar to you but like starting to understand like when i ovulate and what are the signs to kind of look for of ovulation like your yeah. cervical fluids change and your temperature shifts slightly and there's different ways that you can start to figure out how you are ovulating and where you are in your cycle and you start to realize like it's not just that predictable 14 you know at 14 days I drop an egg like it's not as simple yeah. as that and we're so different and so it depends on how far you go into it but I know that this is really common for women and because I had such a, a strange relationship I think with my cycle I understanding my body a little bit more and starting to understand the rhythm and the cycle and starting to work with my body opposed to being angry at it was where ritual was born mm. so for me it started off really simple like for me i i knew that during that time of the month i wasn't going to eat sugar i wasn't going to drink and i was going to have caffeine and I knew I was going to be drinking my beautiful raspberry leaf tea that I love because that was the one thing that really alleviated cramping for me. And I got really painful endometriosis cramping. I also realized during this conception journey that I had endometriosis. So not wow. just the physical implications of endometriosis that caused fertility issues, but an energetic, emotional, um, spiritual implications because I had endometriosis. So it was an invitation for me to really sink into like what was going on that it was creating this this disease in my body. Mm -hmm. So I had to get really familiar with it. And I think all of our journeys are different because all of our conception stories are different. This happened to be mine, but I I started to really understand things. And so bringing in things like the raspberry leaf tea and then starting to incorporate castor oil packs and, you know, heating pads and taking it easy during this time, not pushing myself, not going out for drinks after work, not, you know, and really starting to come inward naturally. Like I wasn't even aware what was, I wasn't even aware I was creating ritual. I just knew I wanted to set myself up for an an easeful time during this time of my cycle that's so beautiful yeah and obviously that really evolved um to where we are now and we'll share in a little bit our rituals now but you know once i became pregnant 
I just, I loved pregnancy so much. If it was a fashion statement, I would be pregnant all the way down the time. Like I just <laughs> felt like such a goddess. Um, but it just, as I became more and more in tune with my body, my love for my body grew and grew and grew and the ritual that I had developed. And so when I got my period back from post after postpartum, mm-hmm. I just found myself in this like really like luxurious like time when I would start my bleed and I have all these beautiful rituals now and I feel so at peace and like one with my body. So that is how ritual came to be for me. It's so important because I believe it it brings you back to yourself. It brings you back to your body. It heals you. And I think a lot of women can, if you were have you, if you've ever been through a conception, uh, trying to conceive journey at all, you probably have encountered at least some of these things in some way or another that kind of brought, you kind of have to. Pregnancy has this way of like bringing you back to yourself. Yeah, it can for sure. I think it, it's, it can be a gateway to coming into better relationship with your body for sure. Definitely. Into more awareness. Um, and that's not to say that there are folks out there that, that don't, that can have multiple babies and, and still be disassociated with their bodies for sure. That, that does exist. But I feel like a lot of us, cause I can also relate to coming into more relationship with my cycles through, through conception albeit I was quite young (laughs) when I had my first conception journey I was only 20 um and it was also related to my relationship or my dis-ease around um birth control I always felt very against using the pill and at the same time I lived with my boyfriend (laughs) now husband we've been together for 20 years um but it was our method of of preventing pregnancy however I was very in tune with my cycle as well on top of using birth control because I wasn't the very I wasn't very good at taking my pill every day so um in order to prevent pregnancy, I was pretty in tune with like when I was ovulating and and things like that. Um, but I do remember after we got engaged, um, Jose and I deciding that we would let pregnancy happen if it did. And I was under the impression that it would take months for the pill to leave my system. And... Um, it didn't <laughs> take months, <laughs> but my point in bringing that up was I remember being really excited about like not having any hormones interfering with my cycle and to be able to be fully back into relationship with my natural rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I knew like right after we got engaged, I had my first bleed time. Um, like the next day I started to bleed and, and that 
cycle, I actually conceived my first daughter. So just a couple weeks after we got engaged and I was a little bit disappointed that it happened (laughs) so fast, not because I was disappointed that I was pregnant, but more that I didn't have a lot of time to sit in, in relationship with my cycle. Cause in my teen years, it was a really important time for me. I really revered my period and free bled when I could and didn't even realize I had ritual around it. Um, And so conceiving Sarah was really quick. Um, And then we actually went on another conception journey a couple years after her birth. Um, And my husband was across the country serving in the military. And I became extremely all encompassing around my cycle. And however, the ritual around um, my bleed time fell a little bit away in motherhood, um, mothering a, a toddler. And so I've had like ebbs and flows, which is a beautiful. beautiful way of putting it when it comes to our cycle but I've had ebbs and flows throughout my um years with with the with my blood and and honoring that time in my life um and I do believe that ritual is important to speak to because it can be really simple. Like I love how you mentioned that one of the first rituals that you carried was simply sipping on your red raspberry leaf tea, that you were creating something to look forward to during a time that in the past was something you really didn't want to have or, or were upset about. Um, So I think that is really powerful. I remember longing for my period to come back in the postpartum time, Um, especially after my second, Mm -hmm. um, after Kaya's birth. I remember really longing it to come back. Um, And Yeah, and in, in being in, I guess what I'm trying to say is that each, I feel like each baby for me, yeah, oops, each baby for me has brought me closer and closer to my cycle, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. I, I was a little worried after having the twins that when my period did return that the endo the kinds of cramping that I would sometimes get with endometriosis would return and like I was like how am I gonna parent if I'm like you know in debilitating pain Um, Mm -hmm. so I I had a I was a little bit worried but at the same time I had uncovered this part of my womanhood that I had never experienced like in my pregnancy and then after giving birth and learning to be a mother and 
And so there was also a part of me that there was like this other part that was excited for it. And soon as the bleed came, I I was excited. Like I felt it was almost like this ar- like this arrival. I had arrived back home. Mm. I like it was this reclamation of my body as mine, which I and I love sharing <laughs> my body and nourishing my babies. Um, because it's so precious and I, you can still continue to do that, of course, but it was almost like I arrived back home to myself and that came six months after babies arrived. So, um, you know, I had a little bit of both with that, but I think the ritual really kind of anchored in this excitement to have it back and Mm. this almost this like mm, reassurance that even if my body was going to experience these painful cramps. I was going to be okay because I had something to look forward to and I had a ritual around it. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, that's that's a really cool way of sort of shifting shifting your mindset around around something that you were nervous about and the unknowns around it. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure you've heard this before from lots of mamas who are like, I hope I don't get my period for like two years. Like, or this, that, that's the best part of like post. Oh yeah. Like not having your period. Um, and I, I gotta say, I didn't quite connect to that. And I'm glad, I think it was because of the journey that I went through. Um, but I can totally see why some women would feel that way as well. Totally. We've been brought so far away from the um, sacredness of it. Well, yeah, like with with Kaya, I was 17 months postpartum before I had my first um, period mm-hmm. after her. And... I didn't, I felt disconnected with my creativity Mm. and we also really wanted to conceive another baby. So there was both. It was like, I, I longed to feel that groundedness that I felt with my cycle. Um, and that was something that I, I couldn't replicate without having that physical experience through my body. Mm. I really missed the opportunity to, die and be reborn like and have that rebirth experience within for me a 35 day cycle of a little bit of a longer cycle which is my normal um and i missed that so i i too was a woman who um who was already in in relationship with with my cycle and 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 wasn't one of those like that have that like oh yeah I haven't had my period in two years it's like oh I haven't had my period in like two years I really miss it (laughs) (laughs) It, yeah I don't know there's something about it that just like it just connects you back to that essence of womanhood in a in a sense um mm. I felt like and I feel that that it really connects me to my nature yeah for me like um everything about it like the color the 
the smell, like everything about that, the bleed time for me, um, really connects me to my wild woman. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I kind of shift my mindset around because I do remember having the feelings of having to hide it and, and things like that. Like when I was younger around boys and my stepbrothers or, or whatever, but now I, it's more of like, Oh, this hidden jewel of like this secret mystery and those same feelings that I may have had around shame I've shifted into like how magical mm-hmm. and nobody else knows yeah <laughs> and it, like, <laughs> no one else knows that right now I have this magical elixir dripping down my leg you know like I don't know <laughs> that sounds so sensuous <laughs> and it feels like really powerful to reclaim and I feel like that is for me, some of the rituals that I've brought into my sacred menstruation time bring back that essence of like being wild and, and, um, and connected to nature. And I feel like that is my purpose behind the rituals that I've embodied Mm. now. Yeah. I can resonate with that for sure. I just, I feel like the most me Mm. bleeding. Like I, I just feel, I feel, I, I feel what you're saying. Like I feel that I'm connected to something greater than me and like what a privilege to be a woman and to bleed and to be so in sync with the rhythm of the natural world. And it's just... It is very like wild woman, wild woman esque. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a, a privilege. Mm. It feels like a privilege. Okay, so this is amazing. So, a couple of things that I think we could dive into are one, what if you're not a person who wants to conceive and that's not, or, or you can't, or that's just not something that's going to that's not going to be part of your story. How might a woman come back into like, what might be the initiation into starting to explore this part of herself? Well, I, I, I had that experience when calling back my, my, um, my period after Zephyr. So we weren't on a conception journey, but I hadn't had my period after him. He was like 18 months and I was really feeling levitated. Like I was not grounded at all. Mm. And how, um, and I could, I could feel this. And I think that can happen even if you're still menstruating, (laughs) it doesn't necessarily like it doesn't, it, definitely doesn't have to be after a postpartum time but I felt a real disconnection from from that part of myself because I hadn't bled in so long and something that helped me reconnect was just reconnecting with my body and how I did that was through kundalini dance um and I don't necessarily feel 
like you have to join like a program or do something in community. Although, spoiler alert, we are creating a community yeah. for you to. <laughs> if you're listening, you're join. in the community. <laughs> you're in the community. Yeah. You're in it right now. Yeah. Um, but what what I'm trying to speak to is getting into your physical body. I think is a really good place to start. Um, whether that's through moving or um, through touching, massaging your womb space. Um, I feel like starting to become more in touch with the body that you're in can be a really great place to start. Well, I was having this thought too. It's like we put so much emphasis on exercise and diet. Exercise and diet. Mm -hmm. This is the key to healthy bodies, exercise and diet. But it's like, as a culture, we we don't take into consideration our cycles, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, if we just stopped for a second and tuned into our body, it's like, I feel like everything comes from the, as if, if you're in a woman's body, it's like, if there's whispers from the womb that send messages to the other parts of your body. And if you're not listening, it's going to communicate in other ways, which can cause disease in multiple different ways. Right. Yeah. And so I love that. Just like coming back to your body, really listening and like, what is your body wanting? What is your body desiring? And it might be movement and it might be touch and it might be more water and it might be, more sex and it might be it, w- it might be so many different things but like can you really stop and get quiet and listen to the whispers of your womb yes and respond to it yeah i think that like that is the place to start and it can be and you can tune into like a practice that i have done in the past is tuned into myself every day of my cycle yeah me too so so like day one of your cycle is the first day of your bleed so you start there and just a one-liner even like in a notebook like how am I feeling today like just touching in with yourself Mm -hmm. what feels good what would feel good for me today and tuning into yourself every single day of just try one moon cycle you know, and, and see where that leads you. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to involve some of the things that we are going to speak to can be really beautiful too. Um, but, but this could be a really great place to start. I love that. And I, I think it's important to note that I don't think that there's like an end, like there's no end destination with this. This is more, no, uh, building a relationship with your yes. reproductive landscape not in, mm-hmm. not for reproduction necessarily but just like your womb and your cervix and your 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 yoni lips and you know this whole we have this whole landscape here that tells you it informs you and i know this because this happened for me in my fertility journey like i learned so so much about my body so much of what was going on for me energetically mentally emotionally physically spiritually all stemmed from my womb and mm-hmm. what this what it was communicating to me that I wasn't hearing before so I love this like building out a relationship in this way like little by little step by step and just being devoted to it mm-hmm. committing yourself to 
a month of getting to know yourself a little bit more. And that might actually, I feel like this is a great segue because I feel like doing something like this, even or even just bringing some awareness around this for a month, a moon cycle, will help you understand why you might create a ritual. Mm-hmm. Right? Like understanding your cycle a little bit, your cycle a little bit more and how you relate to it will help you understand what kind of rituals might be of service to you. And because I think if we don't know why we're doing something, it's hard to stick to it. Oh, hundred percent. We're not going to. Yeah. If it doesn't fully, like if we I'm, can't fully, if we can't fully embody the, the why we're not going to continue doing absolutely. it because it won't have any anchor. Yeah. So speaking of anchor, because I think that's what the ritual is all about. What are some of your rituals that you do currently? Well, I think in f- preparation for, well, I'm currently full disclosure. I'm currently not bleeding because <laughs> oh, right. yeah, because I'm, I'm three months postpartum right now. Um, with Cora, but one of the things that I've had the spaciousness to do, unless I get called to a birth, of course, um, is clearing my schedule. So, um, especially for day one of my, of my cycle, um, I am, I am quite blessed in terms of my my um, menstruation, I've rarely experienced cramps and my, my bleed time is usually about four days. Um, so, but day one is typically my heaviest and having that day clear has been really supportive for me in terms of work. So being able to have a little bit more spaciousness around being able to be a little bit more inward, um, obviously still showing up for my, my kids, but also not having any outside work engagements has felt really good. Um, and also just simply having time to connect with nature during my bleed time, I find really, really important. Um, and and then having the opportunity to have some space alone. So away from the children, away from my family, um, whether that's having a bath and then free bleeding for a couple hours alone, um, that would be a really beautiful um, experience for me. I was not able to make that a every single cycle ritual um so sometimes it would be more of like a 15 minute shower that i'm (laughs) alone um and allowing myself to have some space Mm. um i've anointed myself with my blood i found that to be really really powerful and activating um i did that I had that experience actually just a couple of months before I conceived Cora and it felt like a remembering um, Mm -hmm. placing blood on my face 
and um, lighting a candle and like sitting in in ritual with myself felt really powerful. Like it, um, and I, it shifted something and activated something within me. Um, and I didn't have very many cycles before I got pregnant <laughs> to, to have that experience. Um, but I was actually really surprised at how something is, as simple as putting my menstrual blood on my face is like a facial mm. could feel for me. Um, and also treating it, treating my bleed time, regardless of where it happened or fell in the lunar cycle, sort of treating it like a new moon. So an opportunity to set intention for what I was releasing in the past month and or 35 days and what I was going to call in, in the next 35 days. Mm. So beautiful. And I've worn red too sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, think you can, I think it's an opportunity to get really creative, right? Yes. After and play. All, and play, yeah. I, I think that's the part that's been really fun for me now that I kind of got all that serious stuff out of the way and the healing and the, <laughs> <laughs> you know did get pregnant eventually and, and whatever um it's it's just felt very liberating to kind of play around with it and and lean into lean into it in a way that I've never done before um yeah so what what are ways that you've done like what are what, what are ways that you've incorporated ritual into your period time now um so a couple of things that i do uh, pretty consistently is every um the day one of my cycle so my first day of my bleed i go and i get a dozen red roses beautiful <laughs> yeah and i know that that's not necessarily accessible for everybody but um it's something that I, I do treat myself to once a month. Um, it just feels, I don't know, it, it feels like if Jim came home and surprised me with like a beautiful bouquet or like a decadent dessert or something like really sweet, like I feel like I'm doing that for myself. That's beautiful. Um, and I've taken a lot of pleasure and joy in setting up my red tent space so for me I do it in my bedroom because that's where I'm gonna have the most alone time um, and I bought I bought red sheets and you know pillowcases everything red 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 um, so that I could free bleed at night I mean I don't necessarily need red sheets but I just I point being I I don't I didn't buy a red tent, but I made my room this really like decadent space Cool. that felt really, really like it, it just feels luxurious to be in there where I can just like, I can bleed, I can free bleed in my bed. My husband loves it. He's just like, is it, <laughs> is it time to change the sheets? <laughs> like, he's, all, he's all for it. So I don't know, like, I, again, like this is what works for me in my life 
right now and it might not be something that resonates for you it's just point being is like be creative with it um I take all of my calls from my bed when I'm on on my bleed time and I'm going to sit on my mat in my bed and I'm going to free bleed and I'm going to take my client calls there I'm going to meditate from my bed as much time as I can spend in my bed I will um, which isn't a lot because I've got twins and, you know, shit can get crazy. <laughs> um, but, you know, I try during their nap time to be a time of rest during that time in my cycle. And, you know, after they go down to bed, it's like I'm kind of back in bed and t- dimming the lights and lighting a candle. And um, I get like you um, setting that intention of what I'm releasing that month with the blood and, um and what I'm desiring to call in. So those are those have been the things that have been pretty consistent. Um, but I like to kind of play around with that. Um, I've done, you know, the anointing is really like it feels really primal and wild and mm-hmm. lovely. Um, even even like tasting your blood, if you mm-hmm. feel so inclined. Um, kind of just getting more intimate with it and starting to get curious about this elixir and you know how it feels to touch it how it feels to look at it how it feels to smell it um again it's not like I'm doing this every cycle but I'm just every month opening up the doors of curiosity and and just kind of letting what happens um, intuitively kind of come through. So, um, yes, I was just going to say, I'm looking forward to my cycle returning this time too, because there's other, like there's new sacred rituals that I want to add to my, my bleed time, um, including like prep, like having more preparation for, um, for my bleed time and doing yoni steaming mm-hmm. ahead, like a few days ahead of when I I expect my my blood to come, um, and something else I'm really looking forward to doing is um, offering my blood to the earth. That's something I haven't done. Mm, Have yeah. you done that? Yeah, yeah, I. So I I stopped. That was another thing that I did when on my TTC journey <laughs> was I stopped wearing tampons. And so I started using either a pad or a menstrual cup. And so um, now it was different before, but now when I, I do, I've on, I only use it a couple of times because I don't know, it just feels weird inside of me now. I don't know if it's because I just pushed two babies out of my body <laughs> a year ago or whatever. It just, I don't know. It, I've, it just feels uncomfortable. But when I can catch my blood, I've brought it down to the river and done a mm. ceremony and just watched, you know, kind of giving it back to the the waters um, and back to the earth in that way. And that was has been really powerful or even just like 
in the garden. I've done that a couple of times. Um, and I brought cool. my daughter with me to sit in the grass and as quickly as I can, <laughs> light some sage <laughs> and a little candle and then dump it in, in the rose bush. Um, dump it. That sounds so harsh, but offer it back to the offer it gently back to the earth (laughs) anyways yeah well it is a release so (laughs) just like talking this beautiful sacred menstruation and i just dump it um well then well then that gives us an opportunity to say thank you like you can if you don't have a baby in tow like you can say a prayer and offer your womb blood back to the earth yeah and well I was like I need to carve out space and I'll get Jim you know I gotta wait until Jim can watch the babies and um I think he he had my son and so I was like wait I can do this with her I can do this with him I can just bring them out it doesn't have to be this giant elaborate like ceremony where I'm calling in the four directions and all of the angels and guardians of the galaxy like I don't have to do that it can be very simple totally and it can take three minutes and they're seeing me still connected to ritual and connected to this time in my in my cycle that's become very very sacred and it's allowing them to be a part of the legacy absolutely i mean yeah i think no i think it was in the last episode the last red tent when i was talking we were i was reading that part of the book where Mm -hmm. it's like it, it was a time for the whole village it was a time for men and children to be part of the sacred menstruation and so i feel like if you can incorporate and you're open to incorporating your partner or your kids or whatever in whatever way feels good for you I say go for it because mm-hmm. it's bringing, it's normalizing it and it's teaching again that next generation that like, hey, having a period is normal. Yes. And natural and beautiful and life giving. And sacred and profound and ecstatic. Yeah. <laughs> and deeply healing. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and fun and, and playful fun. and it creative. <laughs> on and on and on so oh my god there's I'm trying to think if there's anything else well there's also something I haven't done yet which feels like I it feels so beautiful um and something I'm definitely going to incorporate is doing a cacao ceremony Mm. with my bleed time and I'm sure Melissa's nodding her head she's like yeah done that no, it's, I, I love cacao. I do cacao ceremonies all the time, and it's, I, well, I've done them oh. outside of yeah, like I've done them outside of my menstrual time, of course. Um, but that I feel like is going to be something that I bring to my new arsenal of ritual yeah. when my my bleed time returns, because um, like cacao is like really. Um, connected to our wombs and the the womb goddess and fertility and um, and can really connect us to like the roots of life. So it's a really beautiful time to incorporate cacao into into your life is around your bleed time because it really syncs up perfectly. Yeah, totally. I mean, I I do I'll do a cacao ceremony a few times a week 
Um, but definitely during, you know, usually I'll come down to my space or I'll go for a walk um, mm. through the, the woods with, um, with it. But during my cycle, again, I, I bring it up to my red bed. I call it the red bed area. And I love it. <laughs> and sip it. And it, it's also so like yummy. Like if you crave chocolate during your period, totally. it's like, it's so decadent and delicious. Oh, nourishing. Um, yeah. You can just smell it. It's just like you smell it and your womb just like expands. <laughs> totally. Well, that's something I've definitely done for myself is like, like, like how you mentioned the red flowers, like the red roses. I've definitely bought the decadent dark chocolate for myself and that's felt so good. So, or even Jose's brought it home for me mm. too. Like, he's like, oh, I knew you'd like this. And that feels really beautiful to be seen yeah during during your bleed time too by by your yeah. village right totally good man bringing you some dark chocolate i think you know and if you can't i mean this could even be part of the ritual because i know i don't know I, because it's not necessarily accepted and it's been a thing that people think is unclean and well and oh making love all. are you gonna yeah. say making love yeah uh, well, no, I, I wasn't actually have two. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. No, <laughs> but now that you're talking about it, no, but I was going to say, like, how do you talk about it with your partner mm. um, so that you can enroll them into your, not even like to come along and do the stuff with you, but like maybe if you set up a red bed area like I do, like, can you speak to your partner and just tell them that you're going to be incorporating some ritual and so that you don't feel self-conscious doing it? Yeah. It, it might not be like what I'm doing, but um, just like little things so that you don't feel like you have to hide it or you don't have to keep it a secret as much as you can be open with it. Or even, and if you're par not comfortable with your partner yet, it you know, talking to a good friend or talking to a sister or a cousin or someone that would get it and just kind of sharing your vision for what that rit ritual would look like so that they can yeah. hold that for you and you're not just again it's like this dirty little secret that you do um during that time. and and somewhere else that you can share your maybe a ritual that you've decided to incorporate after listening to this episode or something that we haven't touched on that you'd love to be seen and held and um please please come to our instagram and share that with us we would love to continue the conversation with you there on rituals around your bleed time yes and we'd love to learn from your experience and yeah yeah if you have any i mean we've just like listed so many things so <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> i feel like we're talking about it we're like yeah and this and this and like oh, i'm gonna try this out i'm like so excited now <laughs> i'm like ooh, what am i gonna do this time like right <laughs> um, so anyways bring your ideas bring your whatever you want to share i'd love to hear we both would um and I think that the Yoni code, what's the Yoni code? Healing through ritual, healing or set. What do you think it is? Is there anything popping out for you? Like that ritual is our birthright? Mm. Is that, or ritual. ritual can anchor us yeah. into our, 
wholeness, into our knowing, into our remembrance. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Ritual can anchor us into our remembrance. Mm. <laughs> We're snapping. We're snapping. <laughs> Okay, Yoni Coders, this was an amazing conversation. I'm excited to hear from you. We're excited to come back next week in another episode. Yes, thank you so much for being here. We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks for tuning in to this Yoni Code. If this episode moved, inspired, or flat out entertained you, please head over to iTunes and give us five stars or share with a friend. Follow us on Instagram at the Yoni Codes to continue the conversation. Oh, and make sure to click on the link in the profile for other ways to connect. We look forward to unlocking the next Yoni Code together.